That was an amazing worship set. I've had the privilege in 30 years or so of ministry to be able to speak in a lot of different places. Some big, some small. But I'm telling you, we are blessed. Sometimes you don't know what you have till you go on vacation, you go somewhere else, and you're like, wow, our team is really good. And the nice thing about them is they're very, they're, they're humble. They, they don't know they're good, I don't think. They just, but man, we are so blessed. So blessed. Well, I hope you're enjoying the summer. We're in mid-July. Everybody have a good fourth? Yeah? All right. Well, I have something for you today. Uh, yes. Um, stealing someone's coffee is called mugging. Past your eyes means it's too far to see. Okay, uh, whoever invented knock-knock jokes should get a Nobel Prize. I'm doing these today so my wife can't tell me I should have saved them for some other time. This way they're out and we're done with them. All right. uh, the other day I held the door open for a clown. It was a nice jester. Uh, no matter how much you push the envelope, it's still, it'll still be stationary. Energizer Bunny is arrested, charged with battery. And the last one for this morning, I put my grandma on speed dial. I call that Instagram. <laughs> you didn't really need any of those, did you? <laughs> but glad to give them to you. So it's good to have you here in the house of the Lord. We've been talking about uh, the believer's authority. And let me, before we really get started, we had to change financial institutions, not because we did anything wrong, is because the institution that we were with, they changed their um, rules concerning small businesses or businesses in general. And basically, uh, through that bank, if you had over 15 transactions in a month, then every transaction afterwards would be charged 40 cents a transaction. Well, we have over 15 transactions in one weekend. Because I asked him, I said, is it for our one deposit or is it everything? They said, that's everything in the deposit. I said, well, I can't stay here because we would be spending a lot of money in fees that are kind of ridiculous. And they said, we're losing all kinds of business. We're sorry. So we changed financial institutions. We've made that switch. So everything goes to a different financial institution now. That, that works with the church. All that being said, if you go to our website, our website has not yet changed. And if you try to give on the website, it'll probably, if you did that and it comes back to you, you know, hey, this didn't go through or whatever, it's because we don't bank there anymore. They want us to bank there, we just don't. Uh, so we'll be making those changes in this next week. So that will be happening just so that you know. Uh, there's nothing for you to be alarmed. Nobody did anything wrong. There's nothing going on. It's just the fact I'm not going to spend God's money, 40 cents on every transaction, just to say so they could get interest on the money we're investing in, if that makes any sense to you. But uh, so we're just trying to be good stewards of what God is doing. So that will be happening. So we'll be making some changes with that. And as we're growing, we're going to do more things, uh, you know, socially wise as far as media and, and more things. And we're, we're working on all of that. But those are growing pains, and that's good things. We want to do more for the community. We want to see ourselves involved more. We want to see this facility used more. We want to see the parking lot uh, with things and activities where the, the community is just like, oh, my word, what are they doing now? 
And we want everybody to know us as God would want us to be known. And so we, we're working on that. We're making plans for that. A lot of things are happening and coming up. Uh, we are still planning towards this fall or winter at the movies. Uh, we have to, I have to pick the movies that we're going to do. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll do a couple weeks of at the movies. It's a great time to invite a guest and all of those kind of things because they may not come to church, but they'd come to a movie. And, uh, and we'll intermingle that with, with everything that we need to do that for God. And it's going to be amazing. We had a great turnout last year. And as those get better and bigger, we're going to be doing all kinds of things, transforming the, the lobby into the theme of what's going on, just for fun so people can come in and go, wow, this is cool. So I need you to picture what's happening in the future. Can we do that? I mean, start looking at when we see Kidstown. Tara does a great job back in Kidstown. But eventually we have to put up real walls. Those walls are just styrofoam. And uh, so because at three quarters, I don't need a permit. That's why those are three quarters. When they go all the way up, then you have to have a permit from the state and all of that. And then, of course, they don't do any of that for free. There's thousands of dollars. That's So we are in, in process of still trying to organize how we want to organize the building, what kind of space, what we're going to push out, uh, the new expansion, all those kind of things as we grow. So we're, we have a lot on our plate, a lot to do, and uh, we're excited. We want to make sure that we give 180 a space. Um, and so, you know, we, want to, we just want to let kids know you're important. You know, we, we need you, and, and we love you, and you're the future, should Jesus tarry. And uh, so uh, we're excited at what God's doing. So I just want you to enjoy the ride, so to speak. If I had seatbelts, I'd say buckle up. We're getting ready to go. But today's a great day, amen? We're going to talk about stuff that nobody likes to talk about or we like to talk about, but we don't want people to know we like to talk about it. We're going to talk a little bit about deliverance uh, today and just some things like that. And uh, what we have, what we, we, what we can do, and what we understand the enemy. And how many knows that God is more powerful than anything? So we're going we're gonna to dis- discover those things. And when you discover the truth, we're going to set some people free today. We're going to believe, God, that you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free according to the word. So we're glad. Uh, we've said a lot of radical things as we're talking about authority. So hi to the online crowd. Good to see you in, in all the places you're watching us. Uh, amen. It's time we gave the enemy notice on the word and what it really says and what we're supposed to believe and what we're supposed to do. Isn't that amazing? It, sometimes it's just like, just show me what to do. I just want to know what to do. Have you ever been in one of those situations? Can somebody just take, how many have been in a situation where there's just too many chiefs, not enough Indians, and everybody has a plan? Help me, Jesus. Touch them till their eyes pop out. Don't you just want to feel like that? Somebody, somebody, just tell me what to do. Here's, here's the plan. It's in the book. If we follow the book, we'll never go wrong. So we follow the book. We do what the book says. That's the plan. God never goes away from the book. If it strays away from the book, it's not God. Most of us were taught in church that you just have to take what you get. You have to roll with it. You have no say. You can do absolutely nothing to change it. What it what's going to happen is going to happen. Everything happens for a reason. What you know? Blah 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 blah. Uh, we we were told we can't slow it down, yet alone even stop it. It's almost like we have nothing to say, no authority whatsoever. We have to endure. There's saints of old. They're just I'm just waiting till Jesus. Who would want to be a follower of Jesus if you're just living in misery? 
and you have nothing, and you're just in pain, I'm just waiting to get to those pearly gates. There's more to life than that, and I'm glad, I'm thankful for the pearly gates. I'm thankful for streets of gold. Of course, we don't really, I mean, we can walk on them, but, you know, you're not going to cash those in. They're not yours. Well, they're kind of yours in the inheritance, but you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> I don't want to just hold on till Jesus comes or till we all get to heaven. What a glorious day that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout to victory. Yes, we will. But I believe we should be doing some shouting now. We have power and authority. We have fruit. We can get results. And the problem is the devil doesn't want you to know that you have that. And he doesn't want you, let alone not only knowing, but doing anything with it. He's all good. If, oh, you can know a lot of things. I know, I know, I know, I know. But if you do nothing with what you know, you're just like the wind going through. It's great that you know. We have fruit. We can get results. And if you don't have any fruit now, we can show you how to get it. The Bible tells us that. We, lo- we learned that our absolute authority, we have that over sickness, over disease, over depression, over lack. We also learned that our absolute authority ends at the end of our nose. We don't have authority over other people. Other people have their own free will. If we did have authority over other people, I could walk into Marion General, I could clear that place out. It could just be barren. Every bed could be clear. But you know there's people that don't want that. Let me just say this. Jesus couldn't do it. Neither can you or me. I cannot violate, I can't get past the free will of people. They have more authority over themselves than I do over them. I have authority over demons. But if those demons gained access to a person because of wrong thinking, wrong teaching, wrong doctrine, or they have embraced the things of the enemy, that becomes a stronghold. So to get them free, totally free, that person's got to be dealt with. Their thinking has to change. I'm going to tell you some stories today, and you might be like, I don't believe them. i got to tell you, I love you. Don't really care whether you believe me or not. I'm just going to tell you what it is. I've seen it. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if we are thinking, well, God's trying to teach me a lesson. God gave me this disease. God, then you've got wrong thinking, my friend. We've got to change that thinking. Matthew 10, 1 says, when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds. Say all. All kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. All. No limitations. That means all. That means for what was ever back then. It means for COVID or whatever is down the pike. We have authority. Matthew 10, 7 and 8, as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Exactly what is that? That means the kingdom of heaven. Did you know that that is inside you? And it is is now. It is here. As it is, don't we say the prayer? As, As it is in heaven, as it is on earth, as it is in. Why would we say that? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God isn't wanting you to do the bidding of the enemy. 
Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Notice what it didn't say, what was not said. He didn't say, ask God to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. So far in church, so many, for so long, we've done this wrong. And we've been, we didn't mean to do it wrong. We thought we were doing it right, but we got no results from it, or very few And it wasn't consistent. We've asked God to do this. To cast out. To heal. He can. And he will. But not the way we ask. He delegated that to you and me. As believers. That is our authority to do that. Instead of telling. God about your mountain. We are to tell our mountain about our God. God, I'm sick. He knows that. Do something about it. Start speaking to what is happening. He delegated authority to us, and he won't go against his word. We don't have to beg him for something he's already done. Jesus already paid for your healing. I'm going to say it again. He already paid for your healing. He's not going back to the cross. He's not going to die again. That's why, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. One sacrifice, one time, done. He's not going back. It's already been paid for. God won't do what we are supposed to do. He told his disciples, you go heal the sick. Now, it's obviously, it's God's power. We're kind of like the jumper cables. We connect to the source, connect to something else, and bazingo. But if it's just me, I can't heal a hangnail. I mean, seriously, I don't know. But because I have authority, somebody say, but God. But God, in the midst of trouble, but God. In the midst of a Red Sea, but God. In the midst of Daniel and the lion's den, but God. In the midst of a Goliath, but God. In the midst of anything that comes up against the people of God, but God. There is a way that he will make a way, even if you don't see it. But you have to take authority. He gave me authority to heal all manner of sickness and disease over all demons to cast them out. Listen to this, but it's up to me to use this power, his power. I have, the only power I have is what he delegated to me. It's God's power, but if you're a believer, it's at your disposal. If I have authority to heal, I don't do anything about it. I don't get healed. If somebody else, I have authority to go and God has put that power, but they don't want healed. They have their own free will. They have the right to choose and believe. Remember Jesus, we talked about this last week. He couldn't heal because of offense and unbelief. He went to his hometown and everybody saw him as, isn't that Joseph's son? Isn't that the carpenter's boy? Remember I told you I'd come back and we, we still have some friends that they, they only see me and they know me as 
Brett. That's how they knew me. I was the class clown in my class or whatever. That's a shocker, isn't it? But true. Uh, but still, they, that's how they see me. So they, they don't receive me in any other way. But he couldn't heal. He wanted to. That's what it says. It just says he couldn't. It's not that he wouldn't. It just said he couldn't. So you know he's trying and nothing's happening. Because he won't violate his word. We've read scripture. It's his will for everyone to be saved that none should perish. But everybody has the right to choose. He wants them to be well. He wants them to have life and to have it more abundantly. In John 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you've got to choose. Joshua says, choose this day who you will serve. They have a free will, and God honors that. And he won't override their will. If he won't, neither can you and I. 2 Peter 3, 9 the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, and some count slackness, but it is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So not everybody receives all that, but he won't force his will on anyone. He presents it to us. You know, there's a lot of people, <clears throat> they don't believe in God, they, want to, they don't until something really is going on, then they are scared. Then all of a sudden, they become a believer, at least for the short time. Anybody ever experienced that? I've been on a plane that was going through much turbulence, and this guy had been drinking steadily on the plane. I sat clear back in the back because I sit by the tail. I like that. Well, I'd rather sit in first class, but I've never flown first class. I don't even know what that's like. I mean, one day I'll, I'll do that, but I sit in the back. Because if you've ever seen a plane crash, the tail's always, it's never, it's always up. So I heard Mark Lowry say that, and he said he figured if he got his tail on the tail, it'd save his tail. So I said, that's for, <laughs> I worked. I sat back there, and I had a wonderful grandma that sat beside me, and we talked about God and stuff. And this guy, he's listening, and he talked, and then the plane was experiencing turbulence, and he was just, he started freaking out. We're going to die. We're going to, and he's, and that starts spreading to other people, and there were some kids, and they start crying, and we're going to die, and I had to grab a hold of him on his shoulder, and I said, buddy, he said, what? I said, we are not going to die. How do you know that? And I said, because God did not put me on this plane for this plane to go down. We are not going to die. Are you sure? And he looked at my eyes, and I said, I'm positive. This is just turbulence. It's going to be okay. He goes, okay, beer. <laughs> True story. There's a little more to it, but that's pretty much the essence of it. He presents opportunities to us. Truth is being presented to you today. Maybe you thought, well, I've always thought it this way. I'm presenting truth to you today. All of us, his will is to be above and not beneath. To be the head, not the tail. To be victorious in everything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. You want to read about blessings? Go to Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 15. I'm not going to take time to read it now, but just read it. it talks all about blessings and cursings. We need to understand authority, folks. We misinterpret scripture. Especially here about the enemy's power about what he can do and about fasting and whatnot. Matthew 17, 17 through 21, Jesus said, 
Faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. This is what's going on. There's a, there's a boy that's possessed by a demon or demons, whatever, that's happening. Uh, Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. The disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Now, what had happened was the disciples tried. They couldn't, and the guy came to Jesus and said, I gave it to your disciples, but they couldn't do it because they're not understanding authority, and they had some other issue, and we're about to find out what it is. Why couldn't we cast it out, they said. And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. It will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. That scripture right there has been misinterpreted for years. I understood it as one way. I don't know if it was anybody, if you understood by me, I just thought, oh, some demons don't come out unless you go and pray and fast. That's not what it's saying. I was never taught that. But the subject in there is unbelief. If you go back up in, the, in verse 20, it's talking about unbelief. It's not talking about the demon. It's talking about the person. For years, I thought, oh, the devil's too strong. Well, this one's too strong. I must, I must go fast and pray. I'm going to say this to you right now. There are going to be times that you're going to have to come up against the enemy, and there ain't going to be no time to go and fast and pray. You better be ready when it happens. You're going to be instant in season and out of season. I walked into a gas station one time. A gas station. My wife will remember this. I walked into the gas station. There's a line of people waiting, you know, just waiting. You know, they're in there getting stuff. I walked in. The lady stops. She looks at me and she goes, okay, okay, I'll go to church. I said, oh, okay. That's good. I'm thinking, I asked the Lord, I said, what is that? And she's, this is what he told me. He said, you went in there and so did I. Because I'm with you. You got to understand that you carry some power with you, folks. You carry God inside you. And you got to go in there and say, man, I am going. Somebody's going to let the tiger out today. You see, when I was taught that, I thought, oh, certain demons, they don't come out. They only come out by prayer and fasting. The subject, again, is unbelief. That's what goes out by prayer and fasting. It's not about the demon. It's about the people. There are, there are no demons, zero, zippo, zilcho, none, that the name of Jesus cannot cast out. None. Zero. Faith in him and his name there is no demon that can withstand that. They will all flee. The fasting and prayer is for the person ministering because somehow, maybe inside them, they don't believe it. That that power exists. And so they're struggling. What if they don't get free? And what if they this? What if that? Listen, I'm just, I'm the jumper cable. Do you, do you understand what that does? When you hook up something to a power source, if this say this was, boom, this is the this is the live thing, the dead thing. When I hook to the live thing, it comes over here and it gets that power to this. Do you understand that when you're coming against darkness, Jesus is saying, "All right, all right." That's what he's doing. He's just rolling up his sleeve, saying, "Let's do this," but we got the mindset to be timid. 
The devil loves that. You have authority over demons. You need to know that. You see, the disciples needed to be full. You need to be focused. No unbelief, full of the word. You need to know you have authority over demons, and you also need to know that you don't have authority over people. They have a free will to choose to follow. What happens is when people see people get free, now they want it. Because they realize they're in bondage, but they don't know that it can happen. I've been in places where people have come up blind, deaf. God has healed them on the spot. And as soon as they get healed, the altar is full. I mean, when he heals somebody that's blind and got a white stick with a, with a red tip, and all of a sudden they go, I can see. People are like, hot dog. And they want, hey, do something. Well, I'm not, the only thing I'm doing, listen to what I'm doing. As much as you say he's healing, I'm just the, I'm the conduit. He's doing the healing, but I'm all, I'm the believing and I'm not the doubting. Now, the rest of that is up to you. Bad doctrine will mess with you. You can still be saved and believe bad doctrine. It's all around us. Because the enemy will get you duped. You believe God caused it. He's not going to heal you because of your past. If you look at what you did, maybe you did it before service or whatever. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just, I'm a sinner. He's even got us believe we're just a sinner saved by grace. That's a true statement. You are a sinner saved by grace, but you're not. You got to understand you have a new nature now. And we, we just, we hang on to the back so we can't live great in the front. What God has for you up front, well, we can't get past our past. you got to get past your past because Jesus took it all away. God wants to use this sickness so I can be a witness for him. Cry me a river. No, he doesn't. That's not how he works. Wouldn't it be better instead of saying, look, look, God made me sick so you can see how I can. No, what if God just healed you and people go, wow. Psalm 107, 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I'm saying this. There are times just the word of God believed is all you need. You don't have, you don't have to, well, I got to travel to so-and-so to get so-and-so to pray for me. Same book. Same word. Maybe you can't get there. Couldn't God do that right there? Is there a stipulation that says, thou shalt travel? Thou must have so-and-so. No, it is just believe. The word believed is all you need. The devil leaves because he's no place in your belief system. In other words, if, hey, if God said it, that settles it. Some people ask me stuff that go, well, I, I don't even understand this. You don't even understand it. And I'm like, I don't have to understand it. If God said it, that's just, it's okay with me. Now, I grew up in the generation of because I said so. My parents, mom, why can't I climb the tree? Because I said so. That's not good enough, mom. It is when she's, she used to give me, you know those paddles that have the rubber ball with the rubber thing on those? 
I got those. And mom go, got you a present? Did the ball snap off? It snapped off in the first day. You know that because they're barely on. <laughs> and she'd go, can I have that back? I thought she's going to fix it. No, she's going to fix me. That turned into a paddle. That's not, that's not right, Mom. You got to get in your belief system no room for doubt. Even if you don't understand it, God, if you said it, I don't have to understand it. I trust you. Now, I'm not saying you have to go on blind faith, but what I am saying is then get into the word and get the answer. But I won't consider anything but God and his word. I'm going to tell you this. I told the team back there, and I feel the Lord want me to tell you today. So I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to make it real quick. <clears throat> We've done a lot of yard work at our place. I mean, a lot. It's just been so much fun. So many thorns and thistles. I can't begin to tell you. I, you know, I, I felt like I'd been in a war zone. I'd come out, and I had, I, my, my legs and my arms were just all chewed up from thorns and stuff. But anyway, I was praying for somebody. I don't see him here today. But I was praying for somebody, and he said, I need you to pray for this on my arm because I went to the doctor. They said, this is all skin cancer. I said, okay, I'll pray for that. And I said, well, we're going to believe that because you love God and you've given your heart to the Lord, anything that's not of God touches your body, dies instantly. And he said, okay. And I said, well, show me what that is. He pointed out, and I, have you ever opened yourself and you wish you would have, you could just rewind, take it back. I said, what's up? And so he showed me on his arm. I said, hey, that looks like, and I pulled up my sleeve, and he goes, yep. And that's what he said. He goes, that's cancer. And I, I immediately said, no, it's not. And he said, looks just like mine or something like that. And I said, well, anything that's not of God touches my body dies instantly. That's what I'm going to believe for you. I prayed for him, and we were done. That thing got to have a lump on it a little bit and was black and brown and, I don't know, about the size of a pea, if that makes sense. I don't know if it started out that size, but that's about the size of it. And then my grandkids were noticing it. They were like, hey, now to Arrow, I'm Potts. I'm going to Potts' house. <laughs> and to my other uh, granddaughters, I am Pops, but he always calls me Potts. But they've all noticed it. And then I had my granddaughters. They were over during the holiday. And, and my oldest granddaughter, she said, what's, Pops, what's this? And I said, that's just something that's going to go away. She said, what is it? I said, I don't know. It's a mole or something. Because I am not going to give the enemy any kind of credit. And I was out in the barn yesterday doing something important like watching the rifleman. <laughs> had my dog out there and I just went like this I went to to rub my arm and and kind of like um you get mud or something on you and it's still a little wet but not much but you can like like a cookie would crumble off you know and I and that started moving and and I heard the Lord say just rub it away I just went it's completely gone it just completely disappeared you know, and it was. Now I'm not doing anything really sanctified. You know, I'm watching The Rifleman, starring Chuck Connors. 
you know, I mean, it was a godly show. I liked it. But what I'm saying is, I had declared that I would have wanted it to happen months ago, but it didn't. And I, during that whole time, the enemy is fighting, saying, this is this, and this is this, because have you ever, that little phew, spike of somebody saying, that's cancer, it's this, it's that, and you should have got it treated. I mean, I was sitting here thinking, should I, should I go to the doctor? What if she says, what if she does this, or what, you know, and I had all these thoughts, and then I started taking those thoughts captive. I hope I'm helping somebody today. So I started, uh, this is what I said, anytime I get a thought, because people ask me this, Brett, how do you take something captive? Well, there's the fireman's carry, there's, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm talking about, when you take a thought captive, you just, because the enemy shoots you with thoughts, understanding he's an angel, he's not God, he's not omniscient, meaning he doesn't know everything, he's not omnipresent, he can't be everywhere at the same time. But he shoots thoughts in there. And the way that he knows his thoughts are working is your reaction and response to those thoughts. If you take the bait, then you're not, oh, I got to go to the doctor. I gotta go. And I'm not saying doctors are bad. You can go, if, if you feel to go to the doctor, that's okay. And God uses doctors. So just so you know, God will use a doctor to remove things. And that's perfectly fine. He's done that before. I had a spot on my leg, I guess, and it turned out to be nothing, but I went to the doctor, and he took that out. That was, I don't know how many years ago. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You just have to do what you feel the Lord is telling you to do. Does that make sense? But I was with all that. So when it's not your thought, this is what you say. I speak it out of my mouth. Faith comes by hearing. I can think it all day long. God can know my thoughts, but the devil doesn't know what I'm thinking. He knows what I do, okay? So I speak, that is not my thought. So now he knows, I just got the thought he just put there. That is not my thought. And then I combat that thought with a God thought. If I'm going to pull weeds, I'm going to plant flowers. So I'll say, I'll Philippians 4, 8 that. You know what that is? Whatsoever things are, are pure, holy, of good report, I will think on these things. I'm not thinking of that. No, my body is the healed of the Lord. I am the healed of God. Jesus, by his stripes, I was healed. I'll start saying that. I, now listen to me. This is, you know, it's, it's quiet, but you need to hear it. Because he is out to steal your life. And you need to get in his face. And you need to be like, oh, you should have never messed with me. I'm going to make you pay. And so you start declaring and you start saying, that's not my thought. Then he's like, oh, man, oh, man. And I'm telling you, if you submit to God, resist the devil, he's gone. There are times casting out is necessary. But just know that hinge is the person and their personal authority and what they'll believe. If I got to pray for somebody, some people don't want well. I mean, I've asked people, there was a lady here just not uh, several months ago, a few months ago, said she came up and wanted prayer. I can't move my arm. Do you want to move your arm? She looked at me like, so I came up here. But didn't Jesus say things like, what do you want me to do for you? The dude is blind. Well, I'd, I'd like you to give me a pass to see for me. Could you do that? <laughs> of course, I want to I see. So he has to say 
what he needs. And Jesus says, okay. So I just said, you want to move your arm? She goes, oh. I said, I'll be back. So I went and prayed down, come back. You ready to move your arm? I went down, prayed some more, came back. You ready to move your arm? She goes, yeah, I want to move my arm. Now, this, this, you got you to see this because this is the power of God. I said, do you believe God wants you to move your arm? She goes, I guess so. That was what she said the first or second time. I said, tell me when you know so. So I came back, and she said, I know so, something like that. Now, that's probably not exact words, but on those same lines. And I said, so what do you want the Lord to do? And she said, well, I can't move my arm. I can't do that. <laughs> well, then she could. I didn't even lay hands on her. Because she heard the word, and she believed it, and the truth set her free. John 8, 32, and you know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, there are extreme cases. I understand. Everybody knows about the exorcist. Everybody knows about that in the movie or whether, you know, and there's stuff that happens that's not in the movie, and we're not talking about the movie, but you just know what I mean. There are those things. People cutting themselves and that are demonically led. They do happen. I'm talking about things that may not be as obvious and including those things. None of those. I don't care who they are. If they're a demon, you have Jesus, they're going to go. Stuff that might not be to that degree so you don't notice that manifestation so much. But they don't have to go to a deliverance session. It is, in, it is inside them to believe what the word says and get free. Just the truth. Sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees. You know what I'm saying? I've told this story, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell it quickly, and I'm just going, I don't have a whole lot more, so I appreciate your attendance and your attention. I went to a barber years ago. And he had a picture on the wall. And in the picture, if you looked at it cross-eyed, there was another picture in there. But you kind of had to, like, stare at it and look at it funny. And then this other picture came out. Do you, anybody remember those kind? Okay. I sat in the bar. This is when you, you waited and I, I didn't have an appointment and it was, you know, waiting on my turn. He asked every person that got in that chair, see that picture? What do you see? And it, you couldn't really see a whole lot, you know, and. And I'd watch this guy, and guys, I can't, I, I don't know. Nobody would say it. And so then I heard the barber say, and then somebody, you know, oh, it's the Apollo uh, whatever spaceship, and it's going up like that. Oh, I can see the moon over here. And I'm a smart cookie. <laughs> and I'm like, when I get in the chair, he's going to ask me. Because I'm looking at that any which way but loose. <laughs> you know what I see? I see look like a kindergartner had taken a crayon and just went like that. I, don't know. I can't see nothing. So I get up in the chair, and how you doing, Brad? I'm doing good. He said, hey, you see that picture over there? I said, yeah. And he said, can you see what's in there? So I looked like I was looking. Well, I was looking, but I couldn't see anything. But I remembered what, the, and I said, oh, yeah, that's the Apollo spacecraft. That's going up like that. I see the moon over there. And he goes, yeah, you know, he said, nobody can see that. Very few people can see that, man. That's great. I paid for my haircut, and I walked out. I didn't get to my car, and the Lord said, you have to go back. I said, you have to shut up. You don't, don't tell God to shut up, because that's not good. No, that's worse than Ralphie in a bar of soap. That's not good. But I had to go back. I had to go back in and apologize to everybody in that barbershop. 
the barber and everybody sitting in the chair. I, and I had to go in and say, I lied. And they all looked at me like what I said. I can't see that picture other than it's hanging on the wall. I have no idea. I just heard the dude that was in here before me say what it was. I just, I just memorized what he said. And I said, so I owe you all an apology. They looked at me like I was a cow at a new gate. Because I don't know if maybe, maybe people don't do that, but the barber looked at me and smiled and nodded his head. And I, I'll never forget that. See, what, what we, so many times we can't, the, the answer's in front of us, but we can't see it. The enemy has duped us. And we have, in my mind, I had already told myself, I can't see that picture. I can't see it. And so no matter how hard I looked, I, I already believed I couldn't see it. So I didn't. I had to go back in there, ask him if I could sit there and stare at a stupid picture but I did, and I could finally see it. And when I saw it, I was like, I see it! And everybody looked at me, I'm like, never mind. <laughs> We've been duped by the enemy to not see the truth. And just to believe a twist. And then the twist will keep you in bondage. Once you believe the truth, ba-bam! You're almost like William Wallace. Freedom! That's another movie. But when and if we need to, we will cast out demons. I'm just saying, we will. Word will get out. People will show up. They'll need help. Not long ago, I had a guy come up just here at this and said, I'm an alcoholic, and I do believe God set him free that day. People will come back because that will take legs and walk. Drug addicts will be set free, and the list can go on and on. But here, this is what, I was taught stuff, it started in deliverance, because I was more bold and more outspoken, I guess, but I was taught wrong. Have you ever been taught something wrong, and you just thought it was right, but it was wrong? And maybe they didn't initially mean it to be wrong, but they were taught that wrong way. You've heard me tell the story of the grandma. They cut the end of the ham off, and four generations later, they asked why, and they said she didn't have a big enough pan. And everybody for four generations thought, you always have to cut the end of the ham off. You can't ever cook that. Grandma just didn't have a pan to fit it. We've, we've got our theology, and we think ourselves as one way, and God is saying, you are so much more. So I was teaching things wrong when it came to deliverance. But it was how it was showed me. So you just assume it was right. They got it from a book. I'm not going to tell you what book it is. But this is the book I want you to use. This is the book you need. Use it and its examples. It is the book. This is what I was taught. I was taught many times you have to have two people there if at all possible. I get that. I can almost agree with that. Because obviously if two in agreement, I, I understand that. There's sometimes you don't have two people. What are you going to do? Excuse me, Mr. Devil, I'm going to go get another person. I'll be back. He's not going to do that. You have to make a list of everything you've done wrong. You've got to cough. You have to spit up in a bag. You have to gag. See, it's quiet, but I'm telling you, that's what was being taught. There has to be this deep exhale of everything. You have to ask the name of the demon. You had to send them to a certain destination. 
This doesn't say it like that. I don't believe Jesus said, hey, listen, before we cast you out, I'd like you to fill out this 10-page questionnaire. and uh, We'll go through this in just a minute. Here's a pencil and take your time. He doesn't do anything like that. You remember the, the man in the tomb of the Gadarenes? Jesus is led by the Father. I want you to be led by the Father. Be led by Jesus. There's no doctrine that was put in place. Jesus has all power. He has delegated that to you. It's that plain and simple. I believe he asked the name of that demon because he knows there's many. And let's just cut to the chase. Let's just get you all. But he's led by the Father. He dealt with the entire bunch. And listen, even with this, when this guy, this guy says, uh, the demon says we are legion because we are many. There's still enough free will in the man possessed by the devil to go to the feet of Jesus and fall down. That's consent. I want to be free. The Lord has to lead you. I get it. But there is no demon in hell. If you want to be free, he can't stop that. We're in a deliverance session because they had asked me, hey, would you come? So-and-so wants to be delivered. And again, taught wrong. I'm just showing up. And I'm ready. They set this guy in a chair. Two guys were right here. And they had me here. Look at that. That's either somebody's phone or they're playing music. So this is what happened. They started praying over this guy. We were praying in the spirit. Because that's a, you know, praying in the spirit, I'm not against that. That downloads things from God. But the one guy turned, and I'm, now I'm, I'm a fairly newer believer. Just again, I was bold. He said, I just keep hearing Selah. Selah. And so this guy runs over to the guy sitting in the chair and starts saying, you spirit of Selah, come out of him. You know what Selah means? To think and ponder. That's what it means in the Greek. It's just to think and ponder. It wasn't, it was just basically, I think God was trying to say, hey guys, can you back up? And the guy just sat there with his arms crossed. Nothing ever happened that day. We walked out of there and these guys are all frustrated. Well, we're going to fast and pray. That demon just in there really thick. And I thought, wow. Then I start learning the truth. We just did it wrong. We just did it wrong. If somebody would have been bold and got up there and said, in the name of Jesus, you cannot stay. This person wants free and you must come out. No spitting in a bag, no cough three times, no naming. There has to be some consent from the person. Just the fact the person sitting in the chair means they want free. Or if they come to you, would you pray for me? This is what's happening. That's consent. If they're in a prayer line, they want free. But I think we just need to say, in the name of Jesus, by the power of God, out just get out 
And you don't even have to yell. I'm just doing it for emphasis. But I can say this. There's people that way. have to find out what his name is. Can I tell you the devil is a liar? I have, I have watched this. Demon, what is your name? And he'll say something. Not in his voice or whatever. Not in the person. Say something. And they'll spend the next 20 minutes trying to cast out something that isn't even there. Why? Because he's a liar. Because he's not forced to tell the truth. I don't need his name. I just know the allegiance. God wants me to know his name. That'll happen. I had this happen once. It was a bunch of students. It was at, it was at youth camp. And there's a kid I never thought that he had any issues at all. It was a tall kid, red hair. <laughs> and God was just setting kids free. I mean, crazy manifestations happening. Crazy. This kid was sitting there, and he was beside, there was a kid that was sitting on the floor, and God had just delivered this kid. But the big red-haired kid was sitting here. And he looked at me, and all of a sudden, he started contorting. I mean, just weird. And it's just like, you don't have to ask if this is real or if this is going on. This kid's not that good of an actor. Because his body's like, it's, it's weird. And he tilts his head and looks at me. And his face was contorted. And the guy beside me said, ooh, and nudged me and said, PB. Of course, I already saw it. And the guy beside me says, what's your name? And this is what the thing said. You'll never get my name. That's what he said. You'll never get my name. And the other guy was like, you will tell me your name. I turned to the guy and I, I just looked at this kid and I said, let me tell you something. I don't need your name. I know who you belong to. And in the name of Jesus. I said that and the guy just started shaking. I command you in Jesus' name. You let him go and you come out of this boy. And I'm telling you, bam. That kid hit the ground, shook for about 30 seconds, and then was completely still. He got up in his right mind and said, what happened? <laughs> the devil is a liar. God gave you authority over all sickness, all infirmity, all demons. But if the person has a free will, you can't ignore that. If they have unbelief, they don't want healed or delivered for whatever reason, doesn't mean God doesn't want them healed and delivered. It means they have to believe. They have to at least say, God, I need your help. You don't have to go through all this religious calisthenics. There's not any formula to the power of God. He just is there. He always was there. I'm going to ask you this. We're going, to, we're going to receive communion here in just a minute, and the ushers are going to serve that to you. If you didn't get a communion cup, just raise your hand, and they'll make sure that they get you one. We talked about last week... We cast those things out. There is that chance, and there's a very good chance. They try to come back, and they bring seven of their friends.
you cannot dwell with Satan and God. They do not live in the same existence in the house. You understand what I'm saying? Now, you can be oppressed. That's a different thing than being possessed. Oppression, just held down. I'm depressed. I'm, I'm sad or I'm, I can't get the victory or I have this sickness or I have this infirmity. You might still be saved. It's like having a, a leech on you that you got to get off that's sucking the blood out of you. You're still good. You just got to get that off. It's like something that just needs to be rubbed off. I heard and I've told you the story. And now we're going to take communion. We're going to be done. Guy came into a big meeting. A couple hundred people there. Manifested. He wanted help. But this is what happened. It's kind of like that guy with the, at the gatherings. He runs to Jesus, falls down at his feet. He's saying, I, I need help. Because <laughs> they had already tried to set him free. He broke chains. He broke all that stuff. So the guy told to turn around to the guy that was manifesting. He said, shut up and sit down. And that guy, boom, hit the chair. And everybody's staring at him. Now, I've had something similar happen to me. You've already heard that story. That's not the story I'm talking about. This is what this guy says. He said, we're going to let, let this guy get free here in just a second. But whatever's happening inside this guy is going to try to find another home. So when we get it free, it's going to be out of him. It's going to be looking for another place. Who wants to get saved? The altar was just like, oh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming down. And he said, the altar's just filled. What I'm telling you is there is no power equal to God's. None. You do not have to limp along through life. I don't, life isn't going to be all a bowl of cherries. I mean, if somebody says, hey, once you get saved, everything's easy. No, it's not. But you've got to stand. You've got to believe. And you have to enforce Listen, if you don't hear anything else, the devil will not leave voluntarily. You have to enforce it. You are the sheriff that carries out the law of God. You have been duly appointed to be the agent of God. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Heavenly Father,